Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Voice. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me on the computer screen is... Not Lee Kimbrell. It's Alex Schubert. Oh, Big Shubes is back What's on. on. What's going on, Nasty Boys and Girls? I'm just saying, what's going on, Nasty Boys and Girls? You got to do the Nasty Boys and Girls. How you doing? How you feeling? How you feeling? Dude, I'm feeling good, man. Just working a lot, doing, working a lot. I've been sub-teaching a lot, doing a lot of trivia. No stand-up. Hey, that was directed at the Nasty Boys and Nasty Girls. Oh. You pause. And you go, they're good. See? They're good. They're good. Yes. As many times as you've been on this podcast and listened to it, I think you would have picked up on it, which technically it is. How you doing, nasty boys and girls all across this goddamn world? How you doing, nasty boys and girls all across this goddamn world? Pause. They're good. They're good. You're doing great. See, that's how this show's supposed to start. Already off the fucking rails. Who would have thought? (laughs) Well, I mean, you invited me on about an hour ago. That is true. I did have a brain fart and. Mikey Webbs, don't worry. You're drinking a LaCroix, I'm drinking a LaCroix. Mm-hmm. Mm. Lee is not on this week. He is doing his gig down in the in the wonderful world of Florida. So he's probably... Where is he this weekend? He's in Florida. Um, I, I get that, but like what club? Uh, it's I forget. It's like a smaller club in... Uh, Oh shit! Is he in Key West? He's not in Key West. I think he's in Panama City, somewhere down there. If he was in Key West, he'd be doing Dustin's Club. I don't think he's doing. He might be. I'm not sure. I totally am spacing. We'll find out next week. Um, but well, very. Happy. He says it's a cool spot. He's having a good time down there. The state so, with no COVID laws. None. Um, but I, you know, he's down in Florida, so he's probably, you know, injecting crocodile into a fucking ass of a gator. So, yep. Big daddy gator. Chomp, 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 chomp. Oh, bitch. how you doing, Bill? I haven't talked. We haven't talked in a while. I know. I've been so fucking busy. I've been good, man. Well, uh, it's, it's, adult, it's adulthood, man. We're all fucking slammed. Well, it's Christmas time yes. so that's when the shirt game be flowing yes uh, I've, been, I've been um i've been in the warehouse late uh what uh last night i was there till like 9 15 didn't get home till like 9 30 got oh, there damn. at noon stay there till 7 30 today helping pack and getting all that shiz done but it's busy man it's good it's really good um and on tuesday we celebrated. Tuesday. Huh? At Tuesday, what did you celebrate? I do know this one. Uh, Alicia and I's second wedding anniversary. The queen. 
the queen, the first lady of the pod, Alicia Galena DeVore. And, I mean, how cool is this? Look what she, she got me, a new wedding band. And it has baseball stitching in it. Yes, it does. Dude, I love that so much. How cool. Actually, it's your finger. Yeah, I, I was a ten and a half on the ring fingy. Now I'm a nine. Dude, that's what cutting carbs does for you, man. Yep. So feeling good about it. Dude, that's awesome, man. And I got, uh, I got her new sheets and two new pillows. Oh man, you are you're both good to each other, and I love that so much. Yeah, we're pretty good. And oh my, that's how you know you're an adult. We're like, oh, they are. It's a 550 thread count cotton sheets. Super nice. What are you trying to say? Sleeping real good. Oh yeah. Well, the second anniversary is also the cotton anniversary. So like, first year's paper, second year's cotton, third year is divorce. So. All right, well, uh, did you guys already take care of the prenup? Yeah, uh, I can't touch anything, so. <laughs> Not even. The only thing you'll be touching is yourself. hey come on. <laughs> I'm but, full of the zingers. Um, so, yeah, so I stick, well, there's the theme. So you stick with those. It's pretty fun. Um, but it's kind of crazy, like, when you think about, like, how you're becoming an adult, like, you know, like, our first anniversary together, like, dating or whatever, we just, you know, uh, what did I? What do we even do? We just went. We went out to dinner and then like bought fancy booze and got super drunk. And now it's like I'm buying stuff so we can sleep good. <laughs> no, we stayed at the Netherland Hilton. Oh yeah, that's right. That was pretty dope. We stayed at the first wedding anniversary. We stayed at the Netherland Hilton. First, first dating, dating anniversary. anniversary. Oh wow. Yep. But we got a free room because Billy's best friend, who ended up being our best man, is a pilot. Corey Deming, love that man dearly. And he had, being a pilot is dope because, because it's dope anyway. I mean, that's one of the dopest jobs you can have, but. It really also, is. You get all these points and all these things, you know, free hotel rooms, free whatever. I think hotels is the biggest thing. So he just gave Billy a free room at a hotel that probably, I'm trying to think of what the Netherland Hilton would have cost in 2014, probably. Wouldn't be cheap. No, like $250 a room, which we had, but we shouldn't have been spending. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I was spending $250 on a room, you know how much money I'd have, I'd have left over? How much money? $3.72. <laughs> Man. So he took that $253.73 and he bought dinner at Nicola's. Yes, I did. <laughs> sometimes, I've had this preliminary thought sometimes. I'd like thought about just like saving up a shit ton of money, like probably like a thousand bucks or something. I'm not probably not gonna do this. It's just thoughts, but just saving up a thousand bucks and just staying at like a five star hotel one night, just be, thinking of myself as king shit. That'd be pretty dope. And then you'd just be like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone Two and just order a bunch of cheese pizzas. That's exactly what I do. And so Billy, if you had to bet on how many cheese pizzas I'd order. Over, um, the over under three three but if, if there was a website you would go to, to like bet on how many cheese pizzas i'd order do you know what, what website would you go to 
I think I'd go to our premier online betting sponsor, betonline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on all the everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Love it. Okay, Reed. It's all right. My fumble. It's all right. It's okay. I've been working on my segues on my pod. Yeah, segues are important. They are important, just like the the, the viewer, the, the viewer, the listener doesn't realize. Hey, shit! I'm on a pod. Like I'm I'm about to listen to a read. Right. That smooth transition. Like, oh, you're stuck now. You're listening to this. This is it. This is where you live now. Lloyd but, and I have mastered that. Just yeah. and Lloyd hates all of my segues. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are no such thing as like truly one hundred percent smooth segues. As long as you're hitting the sixty seventy percent, you got to be pretty good. And if you don't know, you should know by now. Alex is the co-host of Fuck You. We like the Bengals, and also a part of the Armchair Sports Media Network. I am tired. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you've said this. It's, it's a lot, man. I'm, it's exhausting. Yeah. It, I told you, man, writing, writing that many jokes every week, it burns you out. It does. I it's mean, we've basically done the offense. And not only, like, writing the burns, but just talking about a team that constantly loses. I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> So Billy, I was—I was—I was, I was going to put this on Facebook, but I—I I wasn't sure if I could get Billy's consent. Twenty percent of Billy and mine's conversations involves just talking shit about the Bengals, of course, and the other eighty percent is just us saying the grossest shit imaginable to each other. Also true. Yes, with some red stuff mixed in because Billy does host the new Nasty Boys podcast. Oh, the one we're on now. What is that? Yes. I thought this I thought this was call her daddy. So 80% is uh talking gross, 20% is the bangles, sometimes we sprinkle in reds, but 100% of the time I will make fun of you. <laughs> Every time like Billy and I have like a uh, like a quip lashing and I make some stupid joke, Billy always makes this. So where's the mute button on this thing? Ah. Good old Zoom mute joke. Top three Billy Schubert joke. Number one was uh, hands. the for taking a poop. Number one is hands. Come on. I have the biggest hands of anyone I know. Yeah, you, you put Andre the Giant to shame. <laughs> Did you know that they, you know, the, the final boss in Super Smash Bros? The master hand? Yeah, they modeled it after you. Man, I knew my hand was white, but I didn't know it was that white. It's pretty white. Actually, I was actually the crazy hand in Melee. What was the crazy? There was a what was the crazy hand? There was a crazy hand in Melee. It was not the master hand, which was crazy hand. There was master hand and crazy hand. No. Oh. Remember that? I don't. Is I'm it- pulling this picture up right the hell now. 
Well, hell yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I only knew about the one hand, the shoes hand. Uh, let's see. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Mm. There's a decent picture of it. It's the same thing. No, they're, they're kind of different. Oh. Well, one has like crazier moves and shit. Oh, is that why it's the crazy hand? That's why. Oh, here, here's a better picture. Oh, okay. I remember that now. Yep. That's exciting. It uh, is exciting. Exciting pod, exciting times. So what, you, what have you been up to this week? Uh, just sub-teaching a lot. I am tired. Okay. I always say I, I constantly have to remind myself that I'm only one person. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I literally had three different schools ask me if I could work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. Where are you, which which yeah. one are you working at tomorrow? Uh, I'll be working at Marymount tomorrow. Oh. Which is like 10 minutes from my place. It's perfect. That's awesome. So, wait. So, you're substituting for more than just one school district? Three. Oh, my God. Uh, Mason, Forest Hills, and Marymount right now. I'm also accepted in Norwood, but I steer clear of that. Why? Uh, just not my speed. Huh. I've You're been right. there a couple I've been there a couple times. I'm just like, it's it's just not for me. Okay, fair enough. Yes. There you go. Shooters can only deal with rich white kids. That's it. <laughs> you can edit that out if you like. No, we don't you think we edit this podcast? Come on. That's cute. Uh um, so which no. one are you working at tomorrow and how hot are the kids? Uh, Marymount and I plead the fifth. Because <laughs> I got in, I mean, you, uh, we and I, you and I right before the pod were talking about the lead singer of Trapped getting yeah. all horned up for 15-year-old uh, boys banging their 25-year-old teachers. Yeah. And what, uh, and so, he, go ahead. Go on. Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> I will fucking I will drive over to your house and I will fucking shit in front of your door. Please do. So uh, yeah, yeah. Trapped was, uh, was was tweeted out like fifteen year old boys banging their twenty five year old teachers. He's five. like, it's not traumatizing, and I'm like, I kind of I spent like a half hour trying to type up a response to that, mm -hmm. and I was like, first of all, the oh come on, it's not bad excuse doesn't work in court no uh, you they could you know eventually that guy will get caught with uh you know a young lady uh well, oh, like every other pop punk star right but here's the thing they're gonna print out that tweet and use as evidence and but the problem is he would be they couldn't use it because it would be entrapment so where's the mute button on this thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm muting you on your own podcast <laughs> Man, I didn't even re I haven't even reached for the mute button yet. I've been pretty patient. <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking seven eighths of a white claw deep, so I'm pretty hammered. <laughs> oh boy, Schubert's gonna black out. Yes, I've never. This is true. I've never in my life blacked out once. What? I don't I've believe. I've never you. blacked out. Even after that night when we were chugging tequila and then we were chasing it with Kool-Aid. I drink. was close that night. I was very close that night. Yeah. I, I, I'm the, I bring out the devil in most people. 
I've always said one of my favorite things about Billy is his evil laugh. It exists. <laughs> Billy has definitely brought out the, a very drunk Alex Schubert. I've been slammed at your apartment race some, at some points. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just what I do to people. People are always like, man, I don't know if I can hang out with you again. I'm like, yeah, I kind of unleashed that beast. Uh, you know, it's always when I, when I bust out the new bottle of tequila, then you wake up the next morning and it's gone. You're like, how? And I'm like, me, it's me, hi. I'm not much of a tequila fan, but I will absolutely do tequila shots at your place. Yeah, well, and we also find fun ways to spice it up so it goes down easy for you. Yes, tequila... Do you, do you ever do salt and lime? No. What do you really? think? You think I'm going to rush for a sorority? What do you? No. They're called training wheels for a reason. When you are old enough to ride the bike by yourself without your daddy pushing you, know, you don't need the training wheels. Very true. Yeah, you take the training wheels off and you ride your bike straight to rehab. And then you ride the dick. What would happen like prior to the pandemic was like, you'd call me at like three in the morning and be like, come over. And I'm like, Sure. Like Billy's already drunk, but we're going to have even more drinks when I get there. <laughs> That's very true. You've blacked out in my car, haven't you? Y yeah. A bunch. Yeah. There was that point when I didn't have a car and I would be working uh, Saturday mornings. I'd have to report to the gas station at six in the morning. Old breakfast dome. Then I'd be there till two. And then I get in the car and cruise up to Go Bananas, work the office from three to six, go downstairs, work the door from 6.30 to 12.30 after I got done cleaning up the kitchen. And starting at midnight from cleaning up the, the bathrooms or whatever, I would start drinking. So that's just a bender for it. That's a 24-hour bender with 18 hours of work and about 12 hours of booze. Yeah. Well, not 12. I mean, I would power hour. I would power hour for a couple hours, and then you'd take me back. Yeah. No, yeah. Where did you live at the time? In the, in the Mount Washington place? No, God, no. I lived in um, – no, I lived in my sister's apartment or condo. I remember that place. Oh. Remember that time when her – never mind. We won't get into that one. I'm, uh, well, whatever you were going to say, I'm just going to assume I'm sorry is worthy <laughs> nah, well I'm gonna assume i'm sorry is the, the the valid response to whatever you're gonna say you were half of it the other half was her roommate well fuck it i don't think he listens who cares so i came you dropped me off i was very drunk and then all of a sudden like when you oh, i remember me, this started honking and flashing your lights and i came outside and yelled at you like fucking stop and then i turned and her roommate comes outside with a gun pointed at me with the flashlight on. He's like, shut the fuck up. I'm tired of your bullshit. And I'm like, whoa. Hey, guy. I do remember this. Uh, because when, here's how you, you come out of a blackout. When someone points a fucking Glock at you with a flashlight attached to it, <laughs> you immediately snap out. You go, what the fuck? And then you, as soon as what it's is over. Happening? Yeah, and then once that's over, you go back inside, start drinking, and then steal that person's ramen. <laughs> oh, man. That's Good times. Do. Yeah. And that's when I didn't drink. No. No, you, just, uh, you would just get drunk off of annoying my sister and me. 
but you still kept me around. Well, I needed a ride. <laughs> but I'm not your ride anymore, and yet you still keep me around. Because I love you, baby boy. My baby boy. Love you too, daddy. Mm. Can I call you daddy on the podcast? Please no, don't. please no. Elite, the first lady popped in and said, "Please don't." <laughs> oh, Ain't boy. nobody, daddy here. He's papa to us all. <laughs> She's absolutely papa right. Papa Billy. Papa Hoagie. Oh, Papa Hoagie. That's right. Yeah. So here's a crazy. Here's some crazy stuff. I've uh, so we got this new guy working for us. He's just temporary, but his hobby is he collects Star Wars toys. And you're a big Star Wars guy. Right. And I don't mean like collect, like, oh, I have a couple. No, he has an entire basement full. And his collection's like a multi-million dollar collection. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, he was like, dude, I have security cameras on it at all times. I don't even have it at my apartment. I have it, in an, I have it at an undisclosed location. Okay. And I was like, cool. Um, I don't care. But this is cool. Um, but he, like... He showed me some stuff, like, did you know, like, just, like, okay, so Return of the Jedi was eventually going to be called Revenge of the Jedi, and they call them card backs, which are what the backs of the action figures were, you know, glued onto. Okay. If you were to find a sheet, an uncut sheet of that, it's worth $150,000. Oh, it's so rich. It's a lot of money for just something. It's a lot of money. Yeah, now I uh, have a plan to print those and circulate them into the market. (laughs) No, but here's the whole thing. I, uh, uh, he mentioned he had a 3D printer and I was like, dude, could you make an action figure of me? And he said, yeah, I know a guy who could make a model of you. And I was like, holy shit. So I might be, when, when touring starts to happen again, I'm going to make Papa Hoagie action figures. Oh, hello, kitty. It's going to be me in like, you know, a hat, my normal kind of garb or whatever. And then the accessories will be a microphone, mic stand, stool, and a hoagie. Oh my god, I love that so much. Yeah. How fun would that be? Dude, that's like your it's either gonna be the summer or the fall, whenever that shit. Are you still doing glory shows? Yeah, he's been yeah, man. I've got I've got one with him in January. And nice. then uh, I'm actually doing some online. I got a, he got uh, we're doing an interview. I don't know when it'll come out, but I have to submit the information here shortly. Um, I have to send him six questions and answer his six questions. So Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, it's for like this, it's like the regional comedy, comedy regional network. So that'll be cool. Okay. I'll, post, I'll post about that when that drops. Um, nice. So yeah, man. Yeah, I literally Ooh. haven't done stand-ups. My last show was November 5th. When Was that with me? That was uh, Arcade Legacy Open Mic. Yeah, it's been. It's it's been I haven't done a single set. Is she still doing that? No. Man. I don't it's outside, isn't it? Yeah, it's outside. And it's like covered or whatever. Is she just not doing it because of the kind of covered? Yeah, but is it because of like the, the cutoff? Like you have to 
bars have to close at nine or not necessarily i mean i think it's well it's partially because it's getting colder and numbers are skyrocketing so i don't think bars want to be responsible for that no. granted am i still doing trivia yes but see that doesn't make any fucking sense to me it, it I don't get why that why I, I understand it's a source of income for you, but that's insane that people would risk getting COVID, going to a bar, sitting there and doing homework. I mean, it, it pays my bills. I need it to happen. I wear a mask on hundred and forty percent of the time. Yeah. Like I literally did one tonight. It was like an it was a for elf. I'm just like, I'm going to wear a mask the entire time, despite the fact that there are 40 people here for the night. Elf, the, the, uh, the guy that's the alien who eats cats? Sure. Elf, the sitcom on NBC? Guy who plays saxophone? Elf. He's like orange, he's like short, covered in hair. Elf? The Will Ferrell movie. No, no he... You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Oh, you're not picking up on the bit. I'm confusing Elf and Alf. I'm I'm autistic. You remember that, right? I oh, don't do sarcasm or jokes. Oh God, I forgot about that. Thought I was having a normal conversation with a friend, and next thing I know, fucking the autism train starts going leaving the station. Yeah, I'm special, but only on the inside. <laughs> well, okay. That specialist leaves your mouth pretty quickly. Gross. Uh, um, that was fun for me. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I mean, it totally sucks. Like I don't know. There's that, and then I, there's some places still doing like acoustic shows. I there's some places still doing like karaoke. That's insane. Yeah, I I went to one. It was like a few months ago, granted, but it was at like the fucking drinkery. Well, they'll do fucking do anything. Those pieces of shit yeah Did you, uh, a couple like like what was that four months ago they're one of their bouncers maced a homeless wow yeah just walking by just walking by asking for change and the, the bouncer's just like hey man can you please stop coming around he's like okay man and then he left and then he came around and he was like hey man you need to go he's like oh okay he leaves and he comes back he's like man you need to go if you come back i will have to i will have to mace you and he was like okay came back as soon as he came back bouncer just stood up and bear maced him in the face okay that is a lot that's excessive how about call the cops yeah i remember one night we had that at the hub where like three homeless people were like circling our mic it was like right outside we we're all doing the mic outside yeah but you don't i'm just talking about the drinkery in general like you just don't do yeah. that to human beings no. If they'll make a homeless dude, they're what harmless. They're totally harmless. They're not yeah. hurting anybody. No, it doesn't matter. They're humans. You just don't do that to people. Like if they're yeah. doing that outside, imagine what they're do what they're not doing to keep people safe on the inside. Yes. So it's like the, their main COVID protocols for the for the karaoke night was just like you put a mic cover on the microphone and I think you wear a mask when you sing. Other than that, nothing really. That that's stupid. Just don't do it. I'm sorry if you you find other things to do. Yes. Yeah. Like me personally, I've DJed once in the last nine months. Holy shit! You DJed where? It was a small wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
had to pay rent real bad. No, and no, no, no. That, that's, that makes sense. It was just a small barn about 10 minutes east of Buttfuck, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, right next to uh, – yeah, never mind. So, okay. Yes. Other than that, I'm just – it's basically all I've, all I've been doing, just sub-teaching and trying to have trivia be my side hustle. While I, here's what I will say for trivia, though. When I, since I'm not able to do stand-up comedy, it, like trivia is like my way to keep up my being behind the mic skills. How so? I like, well, the way I host trivia, it's like, I do, I try to do as much crowd work as I can while I host. Right. By just like fucking with people and just having a good time and essentially like being more or less a crowd work comic while I host. Sure. I totally get that. And it's my way of practice. It's, I do more crowd work for trivia than I do for stand up. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you are just dealing with the crowd. You you have, like, prepared things, but it's not like you are um, – I mean, you have questions. But with yes. stand-up, you have your material you've worked on. So, yes. But I also have questions I've worked on. And some people, like, kind of, they'll kind of, like, jab at me, and I'll try and jab back. It's a good – it's a good way to work out that muscle. Sure. That makes sense. And it helps for stand-up, too, in case, like – in case something happens, like I'm, I'm ready. I'm more prepared. I've practiced a little bit, so I'm able to do it. Now, something you, a lot of people don't know, few people do know. Um, have you been trying to get your time down on your Super Mario 64 speed runs? Um, <laughs> that's my, uh, my video game uh, calling card is my Super Mario 64 speed run. I haven't really been playing as much recently, but... My current record, I believe, is 23 minutes, 47 seconds. 23 minutes. Damn. What are the odds that you could shave that time down? Um, well, if I'm not too busy shaving my balls, um, sorry, Alicia, that you had to hear that. Um, <laughs> but I think I, could, um, I think I could shave that time. I could use a little lawnmower 3.0. Yeah? Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. Support for the Nasty Boys comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished-for gift this year, Manscaped, the best in men's below-and-above-the-belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. Ho, ho, fellas, naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. Uh, you are in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle that makes for the perfect gift. Perfect. Imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought-after gadgets and gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this new package is the Wheat Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer which is waterproof and uses a 9000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system a lot of Look, words guys 79 percent of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff why not use the best tools for the job here this bundle includes the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer the best trimmer on the market for your balls butt and body 
the dads can't stop can't stop talking about this the teens secretly buy this and the women will love you for it right he's a demandscape so get yourself your dad your brother and friends the best gift of all the manscape performance package let's not forget their famous liquid formulations the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Manscaped Performance Package now to receive two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and, and the Shed Travel Bag. Love it. The Performance Package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR. At manscaped.com. Again, that's get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% of free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. That last line makes no sense. I mean, you know, Santa will be proud to, so. You'll be on the nice list next year. Who knows? But he's not judging how long your ball hairs are. If anything, this is a jolly, fat man with fucking rosacea who has a giant beard and untamed hair all over his body. Guarantee he has the least shaved balls on the planet. Yes. He, he looks like a weeping willow if it never died. Oh, my God. And if you had to bet on how unshaved Santa's balls are, would you? Is there a website you would go to? Yeah, you know where I would go. Where would you go, Billy Devore? BetOnline.ag. Dot. Dot. Ag. Because the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 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 Great read, bud. Thank you. I've been almost, practicing. Yeah, it's like it's almost like you've done it before. Like a, a time or two or 20. Speaking of shaving, the Reds have been Ooh. just out there shaving more payroll. Shaving more payroll. Rizel is Gonski. Yeah, Rizel got traded to the Angels for Noe Ramirez. Noe Ramirez. Um, and 900. I'm sorry? And a PTBNL? Uh, that player got Players named. That player got named. He's like a, a high A first baseman with speed. It's literally nothing. We don't, I mean, not much. Um, but You're not going to see him at the level. Who knows? You're not going to see him at the show. But the thing is that they shed $9.123 million from their payroll. Um but in also, the Reds also sent $900,000 to the Angels. So if you're trying to shed payroll, why are you also giving them $900,000? They're paying $900,000 to save money. 
Right. To say it's a scam. No, it's, it just sounds like they're being cheap. And I yeah. understand that with the fact that the AL and NL Central are completely broke because, you know, there was no revenue sharing. Totally understand that. But so far, the Reds have shed $14 million. And it's, they, they uh, non-tendered Archie Bradley. Uh, who else did they non-tender? Farmer, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, but they signed him to a one-year $750,000 deal. Is that like is a major league or minor league? Major league. Okay. So basically be like the utility guy. Yeah, the minimum, right. And then they non-tendered Kirk Casale, but there's a need for a lot of teams. There's a market for catchers at a low rate. I don't understand why you wouldn't just sign and tr- do, a, do a cheap sign and trade because he immediately got signed by the Tigers. Like, if I am correct, I, would, I need to double check Oh, that. so Casale's gone. That's literally what I just said, is that he got signed by the Tigers. The Tigers. I'm a dumbass. You seem to forget that sometimes. Hold on here. Holding on. Uh, looks like he is a free agent still. Oh, I am incorrect. So he is not a Tiger. He's a no. free agent. Interesting. But, yeah, I mean, no matter what, it's still whatever. You could have signed him for cheap, and then you could have used – you could have, you know, sold those parts. But – and maybe used him in a bigger trade down the line. But who knows? But regardless, they've saved $14 million and we don't know what the fuck they're doing. I guess that their whole agenda is just trying to save money because they're like, they're. I've said this before. Like, 2020 seemed like the year that the Reds were going all in, and now that they realize they can't do that anymore, like they're getting. It seems like they're getting rid of Bauer. They're getting rid of. Could get rid of Sonny Gray. Who knows? They. You said they could get rid of Baby Eugenio. I mean, any they, any players on the table. I mean, you should be listening to any offer. But it has to make your club better in, like, it, it, what, what stage are you going for? Are you rebuilding? Or are you again? going for it? I'm sorry? I said, are they rebuilding again? Right. After going all in, quote, unquote, last year. Which, I mean, they made all those moves and signed those dudes. But, like, that still put them in the middle of the road for payroll. That wasn't, like, that, that's not – all that's not all in to me all in would have been going out and signing Garrett Cole or going out and signing Rendon or signing Strasburg last year that's signing Bauer to a giant extension right that's going all in um yeah because the only players they signed like that were like big names were Moustakis and driving to deep left field (laughs) which I mean the, the thing is is you know Moose was out for a good chunk of the year with to no fault of his own with freak stuff with being hit by pitches and then the COVID yeah. scare stuff. He, I felt like he never got into rhythm and I, I know he'll bounce back next year. Oh, and, like when he plays a full 162 game season. Right. And same, and same with Castellanos, you know, like we know he's yes. streaky, but if you give him a full 162 and then you tell him to not swing at a low, anything low and outside, I feel like Castellanos didn't do – he liked the low stuff, but I feel like low and low and in to, like, low and middle seemed like his bread and butter. 
Right, but he would chase low and outside. Yeah, because that's it's his, a low pitch. If you look at his, his, hot, his heat chart, that's it. But with them trading Rizel, trading your closer, letting you – and then non-tendering your setup guy – potentially with how many innings seven and two-thirds that's insane which it didn't seem like they knew how to use him but still you let him walk you know and i I thought he was going to be a part of the plans for 2021 more or less because you traded right you i'm sorry they traded van meter to get him right yeah and Stuart fairchild okay so you trade those you let you trade rizel you let archie walk what are what are your plans for the bullpen? Well, it was it was clearly like kind of a because your strength was clearly your starting rotation when you had Bauer, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, fucking Mally, Wade Miley was good for a couple games. He was good for one game, and then you're forgetting someone who is also a free agent. Disco, correct. Yes. Which he had a rocky twenty twenty. Um, a lot of people did because it was only sixty games. Sure, but you have to look at it as 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 the season that it was. I get that, but you you also need to. He did have he did go on the IL with some shoulder stuff, which he is yep. he is he is a frequent flyer on the IL. So, yes. My, this Ramirez guy too is not a fit for great American ballpark. He's a contact hitter who throws an 88-mile-an-hour fastball. Oh, my God, that's Eric Milton. Well, he's not a fly ball pitcher, thank God. But that defense yes. that he has behind him is um, – the, the defense that he has behind him is not designed for, for ground balls. That defense behind him is designed for strikeouts – and that's literally it. I mean, one of the worst defenses in the, in the National League. That's designed for the four true outcomes. Right. And that's what that offense was, too. You know? Yes. And that's kind of what screwed him. It was basically an all-or-nothing offense last year. Right. You've got a team that, that you know, is top, top five in dingers, but then hits 212. Yeah. It's like right – it would have been higher in a 162-game season, obviously. Right. Of course. Uh, maybe. Maybe, dude. We don't know that. You can't – here's the thing. You can't say in a 162 season with last year because you, that's not what we had happen. You can't go with that. You have to go with the fact that those are the numbers in front of you and that's just – it sucks, but that's the performance. That's what you're getting. It just I mean, they did invest in the guys that, like, are no – like, because Castellanos was a doubles guy. Moustakis, also kind of a gaps guy, also had some bombs. Right. But their whole lineup was, like, seemed like they were destined for the bombs, except for Shogo, really. Right, and you just need to hit him to get on. And that the team was missing Senzel, and who knows if I'm sold on him and if he can actually stay on the field. So – I think best-case scenario is Senzel has, like, an Alex Gordon-type career. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a great best-case scenario. Yeah. So here's your, here's your 2020 MRB percentile rankings for uh, Ramirez. Um, he has an eight in fastball velocity. Do you know that's out of Schubert? 
How much is that out of? A hundred. I mean, the only per- the only time you can have a, a good like have get away with having an eighty eight mile an hour fastball is if you're Greg fucking Maddox. No, no shit. If you could place it where they can't hit it, but this guy isn't that, and he's got he has three pitches and they're all average. And his spin rates dog shit. Like, like Kevin Millwood or some shit. Yeah, he's got a poor spin rate on his fastball, which is not, which is the opposite of what Kyle Bodie and Derek Johnson look for in a pitcher when they're trying to rebuild them. I mean, if anything, I feel like they're just looking to. Ramirez seemed like the the fuck it acquisition. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll take this guy. Right, but then you're all dropping $9 million. But you're trading a guy who has elite spin rate on his fastball, who has elite whiff, whiff rates. I mean, here's, here's – he has $9 million extra dollars. Right. Which, I don't know. I don't know if you saw this. Um, did you see that the White Sox traded for Lance Lynn? I did see that, actually. And they just signed Eden, didn't they? Uh, I didn't see that. Did they? I th- think so. Someone signed Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton ass. Yeah. Ah. to the White Sox. Yep. So, did you know who was uh, who? Who the White Sox were close to trading for instead of Lance Lynn? Sonny Gray? You betcha. There were talks reported by Ken Rosenthal. For prospects, for like elite prospects, I get it. But I don't, I don't, uh, it's a mix, it's just a mixed signal on what you're doing. Like, are you saving money or are you, are you going for it this year? Are you, like, if with this $14 million, it has to be put into a shortstop, right? Yes, and we were kind of discussing this before the podcast. Now, either if that is through, you know, making a trade and paying an arbitration, or if you are signing a free agent, if that money is not spent on a shortstop, then that shows me that they do not give a flying fuck about this season. No, which is why I was kind of talking about this before the pod, which is why I'm not really – pro Lindor like pro the Reds acquiring Lindor okay why would you not acquire a generational talent at shortstop if you have the opportunity because this is like you can't really afford him beyond this season because he's gonna get like a completely fat contract if this was last year please get Lindor right a hundred percent but the fact that they're not really going all in this year, it's just like, what's the point of giving up your future for getting a guy who's great? Sure. But is he going to take you to a world series? Probably not. No, but you don't, here's the thing we don't know about that. Here's where I'm going to have to argue with you on that. Even though. Like I said, takes our ass. So. No, it's not ass. It's not, it's not a terrible take at all. I think that's a fair take. I'm just, I'm just, here's my thing with it. Okay. It's a good take, but think about this, though. Say that they do keep Sonny. Okay. Say that they do keep Luis, which seems like he's untouchable. Yep. You keep 
the rest of that team intact that you have now and say your one is Sonny, your two is Luis, your three is Mally, your four Miley, Miley, your five could be um, crapshoot. Like it could be Lorenzen, it could be Disco, it could be Disco, it could be uh, the guy we got from Colorado, which they are saying going into spring training, you will have an att- you will have a chance to be the fifth starter. Who knows? Man. Sure. And then your bullpen's dope. Still, it's still fairly dope with. Amir, Sims. Um, Does Hunter Green come up this year? No. Uh, he just threw long toss yesterday for the first time. After Tommy John, right? Yeah. Okay. Your bullpen could still be interesting with Lucas Sims, Amir, say Lorenzen still in there. Um, Who closes, Amir? I think it's just going to be a rotation of Amir – uh Lucas Sims and Lorenzen. Um I don't hate that. I don't either. I'm gonna pull something up real quick here. Make it like a situational closer kind of thing. Exactly. So I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at the the, the bullpen just in general here. Um okay well you've got Jose de Leon. We'll see what happens there. Hmm. I don't know, man. There's still a chance. I don't know. Hmm. And and also, Jesus, forgot about this. Someone who's also, that could be your five, your four, your five, or could be in the pen, TJ Antone. Okay. I'm not mad. And you don't know who else could come up through the system. Like, you don't, we don't know how well how good Nick Lodolo could look. Like you yeah, could just start a bullpen guy. What do you think? Well, you, I think early you put him in the pen. Like if you need him next year, if he's good enough next year, I mean, who knows? That's the long shot, of course, but you, you rotate in and out guys from double A AA and triple A and see what you can work with. Just bring him up for September call-ups or something. Yeah. Or just bring him up in general and send him back down to not get enough service time. You know, like after May, after May 16th, go from there and and also who knows like i've also been saying this too like you you don't we don't know like what other bargains are going to be available out there too i mean hot stove is still happening right yeah i mean the winter meetings are this week yes sam it's probably losing his mind probably horny as shit during this time yeah it's it's been since it's all virtual we won't really get a whole lot i don't think we're going to get much until next week you know okay so, um, but one thing I wanted to, 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 to solidify with my point here yep. is C. Trent wrote a great article about um, the Rizel trade. Okay. Um, and he opens – he opens the article by saying after Dick William resigned as the Reds director of baseball operations, following the 2020 season ownership handed the keys of the car over to general manager, Nick crawl. Then it seems they let him know the car had no gas or tires. That is so good. Like that's a perfect analogy for it. Yep. Where they're just like, all right, well, here you go. Have fun, bud. 
um, make sure to put, make sure to fill her up before you bring her back. Oh, and you need to fix all four of these flats, and we took out the pistons. So, and if the you. car doesn't drive properly, it's all on you. Right. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, they're also saying, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just. It's just a weird time. Yep. It's a weird it's time like, to be a Reds fan because you were saying – we were texting earlier this week about how, like, the, this was like the Red – last year was the Reds' chance and the Braves just fucking shat all over us. And now we're literally right back to square one with rebuilding. I wouldn't say rebuilding. I think we're doing what we've been doing, which was the rebuild didn't work. It wasn't working. Uh, we I did. It was, it's partially because the rest of the NL is just too fucking good right now. You can't. No, you can't blame the rest of the league. It's internal player development. It hasn't been great until this pitching. Until the pitching program started with what DJ did, and then now what Kyle Bodie's going to do next year. And, you, and we were also talking about the Reds' ability to trade for prospects. Right. Which would have to go ahead. Giving it to like Rizal or. We're just talking at the same – we're starting at the same time because we're weird like that. But it's like the last the last time the Reds traded like a player uh, – like a major league player for a prospect and it worked out was Simon for Suarez. Uh, I disagree. Oh, uh, Straley for Castillo maybe. Bang. And then before that probably Straley – or no uh, – Simon for Castillo. Simon for or Eugenio, my bad. Yeah. And then before that, I guess. I mean, I'll, there's probably some examples in between, but Lee May for the fucking rest of the big red machine. Well, player to be named later with the Rays, which was Kirk Casali. I would say that's a that was a pretty good trade. Who we give up for that? Uh, international cap space. Okay. Yeah. So they got G-Man out of that, I'm assuming? They got they got Kasali. No, no, the Rays. They got G-Man. Oh, yeah. I'm not 100% sure how they spent that money. I'm not no. sure either. So, shortstop. Shortstop. Let's, uh, let's talk about it this year. I was reading the article right before this because I needed to brush up a little bit. I like Andrelton Simmons. Yeah. The athletic was saying um, how he's like one of the best shortstops, best defensive shortstops ever. Yeah. I agree he's with like that. Guy, like, he, he's not like an overwhelming power guy. So it kind of balances the lineup a little bit and it balances defense considering he's so good at defense at the most important position to be good at defense at. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, you also have like Didi Gregorius. You have obviously Lindor. You have Trevor Story. None of them. Get like, me, none of them get me horny. You know what I mean? None of them. I mean, except for Trevor Story. I, if you're going to go out and you're going to trade, you go out and trade for an elite shortstop. And I feel like a stopgap to is a great move. But you're going to Jose Ramirez. I'm not not wait. Jose Garcia. Sorry. Um, there it is. I just don't know. I mean, he looked he looked like a guy who hadn't hit above high A ball last year. There it is. 
Now they're all like, he's ready. He'll be ready, but he's, he wasn't ready. He won't be ready for like another year or two. Right. Now, what kind of player do you think he'll be when he comes to the majors? Who knows? I mean, I think he's going to need time to marinate in double A and triple A next year. Yep. Now, it's time to knock the shit out of that competition. So, if you do need a one year and it's not going to cost you, I don't know, man, it's not going to cost you everything. Maybe you get after Trevor's story. It, yeah, because the Rockies seem like they, I feel like the Rockies kind of want to get rid of Arenado. They kind of want to get rid of Trevor's story. They, I mean, here's the thing about this. Last year, what did it take for the Dodgers to get Mookie Betts? I forget. Remind me. Alex Verdugo, who was just a young, he was, you know, he, he played, you know, he's had a, he had a cup, he was coming off the bench for, uh, coming off the bench uh, to play outfield for the Dodgers. And then they tr- gave, they traded Jeter Downs, which where did Jeter Downs come from? Us. Yes. So for the, uh, the big deal. Correct. So basically the Reds got, if the Reds had Jeter now, I mean, this is a reach but, and a half here, but basically the Reds enable the Dodgers to get Mookie Betts. Of course, but here's what I, here's follow me here. To get two players who had one year's left on their deal with also David Price and, and Mookie, it took those two players, right? Yes. So to get Story, who has one year left on his deal, you shouldn't have to pay a king's ransom. The Indians are looking to move that money off of their payroll. They're fucking broke, too. They said that they're, like, I read that they're, like, the headline that said they're aggressively listening. Correct. What do you mean? Aggressively listening sounds like something I do in the bushes. That was a, um, a reach and a half, Billy DeVore? That's fine. But here's what I'm trying to say. It shouldn't have to cost you Sonny Gray to get Trevor's story. I would be okay with trading Nick Senzel for one year of Trevor's story. I wouldn't be mad at that. And then a lower level prospect. I'm not mad at that either because the outfield is crowded. Right. So then you have Shogo, who has two more years left on his deal, play center field. So you have either Winker or – you have Winker, Shogo, and driving a deep left. Correct. You got Castellanos and right. And then your DH. I actually heard they're not keeping it this year. They're not keeping the DH. I, I haven't heard anything official. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Uh, I will look it up. It takes two seconds. NLDH. 2021. Oh, see, there's no, yeah. Um, there is nothing reported yet at all. They'll figure it out like three hours before opening day. Which is bullshit. They need to figure it out now so the teams can build around it. Like Nelson Cruz has half the opportunities if he does it, if they just don't figure it out. But any, any who's old. But Trevor's story. Because he's 40. He still hits dingers. Doesn't he does. Matter. So, 
He also, I think I said this in a trivia question, he hit the most home runs in the 2010s decade. Yes. So here's what I'm saying about the Reds lineup construction. If you can hold on to Sonny and you got Luis and you can make a move for Trevor Story for that one year, that you're looking, really, you're still looking formidable in a division that's also not looking to get better. It's a division that's looking to basically cut because the Cubs, I feel like, have a lot of money tied to their players. They got money tied to Bryant. They got money tied to Rizzo. They got money tied to – they still have a lot of money tied to Lester. Uh, that's a great question. I think this, that this is his last year. It should be because Lester's been around for a fucking hot minute. Yeah. And uh, that's right. Oh, he – so – the Cubs declined his $25 million deal, but he's still going to get a $10 million buyout, but he still wants to be with the team. Okay. So who knows? So they also have a ton of money tied to Hayward as well. Right. And they, and they, and they non-tendered Sandy Alomar Jr. And the pride of Middletown. Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber. Which, okay, hear me out. Kyle Schwarber. DH for the Reds. I'm not – I mean, granted, it is another, like, all-or-nothing power guy, but I'm not mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that either. You know who would be mad at that? Bet online. Tom Brenneman. Yeah, Tom Brenneman. Yeah. He couldn't say it every every four A three or four ABs. The pride, the pride of Middletown, Ohio. Kyle Schwarber. You know he's from Middletown, Ohio, Chris? Do you know that, Chris? Uh, that'd be dope, but I don't. I don't see it happening. But is, is, does he think Middletown, Ohio, is the Kyle Schwarber capital of the world? It has to be at this point, because why else would you go to Middletown? <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to hear what he has to say about Kansas City. Oh, oh, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> oh my God! It took a second, and I was like, oh wait. Kyle Schwarber, capital, capital of the world. Kyle Schwarber, capital of the world. Reds Live brought to you by Ray St. Clair Roofing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I told Lee to put in the joke is like, Ray St. Clair Roofing sounds like a roofing company owned by the most effeminate gay man available. I always joke that that Tom Brenneman um, hot mic incident was the worst ad for Ray St. Clair Roofing of all time. I think it was the best. People remembered Ray St. Clair after that. Yeah. It's like, hey, I heard a homophobic slur, and I heard your business is excellent as well. <laughs> I heard you're really good at covering roofs, covering covering houses, and covering thumb. <laughs> you cover tops, and you lick bottoms. Okay, hey, that was too much. Come on. So, so here's my thing, man. Like, with the Cubs shedding – and not know with their future in limbo, with their core being dissolved, uh, the Brewers also not having any money, the Cardinals also being cheap, but they're the Cardinals, and they'll call somebody up from Double A, and they'll be amazing. Yep. Uh, and then the Pirates are hilarious. So <laughs> they have Josh Bell, and that's pretty much it. Which I wouldn't see them moving and just keep building parts. So, man, I don't, dude it kind of seems like the division could still be up for grabs without having to do too much. 
What are the chances it turns into the, the baseball's NFC East? That's literally what's going to happen. Yes. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to be great. So I know I have resigned to the fact I am 100% positive the Reds will not, will not be signing Trevor Bauer. I've- it sucks. He was so much fun. He was good. He was good mojo for the city. He was fun for Reds country, but he's just too expensive. He's going to get like some contract with like the fucking Angels, Mets. Could be the Padres. Who knows? Who knows? So, who knows? But what I'm saying is, dude, don't give up 100% of hope. It's going to be. I think Reds country is the only. Uh, baseball country that has not given up hope on the Reds signing Trevor Bauer. Which Everyone else is convinced he's gone. I'm yeah. If, if you follow baseball and you understand it at you know at at just a very base level and how the business works, you should know that he's gone. Yes. Now I'm not. The thing is, Andrelton Simmons doesn't tickle my fancy. He's a solid defensive shortstop, but he's not. He's not giving you the thing that's going to move the needle. Same he's, with he's very safe. Not even. He was hurt last year too. Here's my okay, follow me. And Drum Simmons me. doesn't do much for me. DD Gregorius doesn't do much for me either. Shortstop is a very thin position. Right. And knowing that next year will be 2021 is free agent. The 2021 the 2021 free agency going into 2022 is the year go. of the free agent shortstop. So yeah, Lindor is going to get probably the biggest. Every year it's like, it's the biggest contract for this position of all time. Yeah, of course, because the market keeps expanding. Right. Well, think about it. You have Corey Seager, Lindor, Correa, Story, and those are just off the rip as free agent shortstops. I wouldn't be mad at Correa. Uh, yeah, but that, I mean, that's down the line. You know what I mean? Yes. So if you're going to do a stopgap now and you can make a trade that doesn't cost you too much, that won't cost you one of the, one of the, one of your last strengths, which would be sunny the you know, the thing that pushes you over the top in that department. So here's a question for you and I'll propose this to you. If the reds get a stopgap at the beginning of 2021 and shit just falls off the rails, say, like say Trevor story, for example, if they get Trevor Story in April and they're like 15 games out of first come, come July 31st, do they move that stopgap? Do they do what they did with Puig? Yeah, totally. You have an yeah, all-star shortstop. Start all over again and get just a bunch of other prospects. One could be a really hot prospect for a team that like really wants to win a World Series next year. Right, and then at that point, then you then – you... You, you, you cut the, the break lines and you trade everyone possible. And then you have to admit to yourself, okay, that's, this is, this is, uh, this is where we're at. We are rebuilding. So who do you not trade next year? You, th- that's the thing. You just don't know. As long as it's a monster hall. Yes. Yeah. Like what the, I'm trying to think of like a player that like got like a major haul of the deadline and like at any point. Right. Not I mean, really jump out and I'm sure like well, last year, jump out in my head. 
the Clevenger one was 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 a haul. They got four four top, you know, four of the Indians' top twenty five prospects. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. So, um, or of the Padres, excuse me. So I yeah. don't know, man. It'll just be it'll just be interesting to see what happens. Um, I'm not gonna panic until I'm gonna question what they're doing now, like I always do. Yep. But I mean, I question what the Bengals do every day. Right, but there's a difference between Mike Brown and Castellini and Nick Crawl and the rest of that group. I'm not going to freak out unless they trade Sonny Gray and they don't get a premier shortstop. Yeah. Like, they trade considering Sonny, how team-friendly. Go on. Right, if you're right. It's a team-friendly contract, and if you're, if you're trading Sonny, you're punting on 2021. Yep. His Sonny's that guy that can basically – he can not only push the Reds over the edge, but he can push, like, say – I mean, we're obviously talking hypothetically, like that playoff team that's just like that's one starter away from like really taking the title. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, if you want that team to like, you just got to get their top prospect. I mean, I, I'm a, I obviously know baseball in like only layman's terms right now. Mm-hmm. Since like September, December, I eat, breathe, and sleep football. Right. But I still love my baseball. That's right. So. That being said, it sucks right now, but we haven't seen everything it's yet. It's because of the uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. Right, but there's still plenty of time. And, I mean, who knows what's, what, what's been swirling around in everybody's drinks while they're on a Zoom call talking ball. So, yeah, no one knows. Who knows? So, we'll see. So we, we can, the very beginning of our meetings. Right. So – Everybody calm down. Stay calm. It's going to be interesting. But overall, kind of freaked out. But I'm, I, 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 I go through the, you know, the stages of grief where I'm shocked, I freak out, I'm mad, and then I calm down, I accept what happened, and then take a step back and look at everything else around it and understand that there could be a plan in place or and we just have to wait. But if there isn't, and they just burn it to the ground, then who knows what's going to happen. But We don't know what the plan is. We're not on the inside. We're just two drunk dipshits talking baseball. With We're just giving our thoughts. We're giving our opinions. We don't know anything on, that's happening on the inside. We're just guessing right now. Right. We're just going – we're just speculating off of what we're seeing and what, we, what information we do know from scrolling through the athletic and scrolling on everything else. So maybe it yep. is – it is time that we, we find someone who would know and see if they'll come on. So, uh, have but, you guys had Chichman on yet? No, I need to reach out. Um, it's winter meetings this week, so I'm, I'm going to wait and see what he – when he could and all that stuff. So, let's round third and head for home. Let's do it. Uh, you have something to plug. Yes, I do. Um, first, I mean, first off, listen to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. It's – it's fun. Um, it's, I mean, there's not a lot of positive Bengals talk right now, but the, the talks Lloyd and I have had have been fun. I've had some fun guests on recently. Like I had Ryan Niedler on recently. I had Mike Berlon on a couple of days ago. His episode was a blast. So tune in, Spotify, Stitcher, anything, any place you can listen to podcasts, do that. 
uh, 20th, week and a half from now, I am doing my first night of stand-up in a month and a half up, up to that point because I'll be headlining the Sunday showcase at Wiley's. Nice. Uh, January 29th, I'm, head, or I'm featuring for um, – actually, I take that back. January 29th, Billy DeVore is headlining for me at the uh, <laughs> Chameleon Pizza in Northside. That is correct. Come and check that out. Other than that, I don't, I don't got shit, man. I'm just trying to do what I can to just get by and not go off the deep end mentally. But we're hanging in there. Hey, Billy. Yeah. What are your plugs? Um, well, I've got the logo working now for Bond with Friends. So that'll be a fun new podcast I'm doing. I cannot wait to do that, man. I'm excited. It'll be fun. Um, so that'll be great. Um, so going to get that moving. Uh, January 29th, I'm headlining a chameleon, barring uh, whatever could happen in the future. That'll be fun. Um, aside from that, man, happy, happy, uh, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. I'll, I'll be sure to get you guys something for Christmas. You don't have to do that, buddy. Good, I'm off the hook. I mean, I'll get you something good. <laughs> so uh, thank you to Armchair Media for being our podcast dads. Thank Actually, thank you to Armchair Dad, Armchair Americans for also being my podcast dads, both of our podcast dads. And thank you to betonline.ag for being our premier online betting sponsor. And Love it. thank you to Manscaped for keeping our balls nice and clean. Yes. And as always... Go red legs and stay nasty. Hiring with indeed your search is over. If you need to hire, you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.